So you have life, don't you? It's the best gift. Celebrate that life while you have it. Celebrate it. Raise your hand to heaven. Say, Lord, I thank you for the precious gift of life. I don't take it for granted. It's not because I deserve it that I have it. It's not because I work for it that I have it. It's because you are a good God. It's because you are a merciful Father. It's because you are a great King. You give me this life. You give me this life. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Amen. Please be seated. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Glory to God. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you can, document us as I minister. Keep your mind on this word because I'm going to try to, I don't want to preach to you. I want to say some of these things. They're really important and I'm just going to go with my notes, follow them as much as I can. I don't think there are things you haven't heard before. I just think that there are things that are really worth paying attention to and what repeating and what um, what being reminded about. So, uh, but as you do that, you know, as try to document some of the things the Lord has done for you, um, and some some of the things that you can praise Him for. I want you to I want you to um, document, like Pastor Tino said about your about your things. Make make it intentional. Amen. So write it down and, you know, document it so that towards the, at the end of the message, just before we close the service, when I ask you now to go ahead and thank God, I want you to be able to verbalize. And people, when you say some, some people, thank God for some specific things, just say, ah, thank you, Father, and I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. Thank you for specific things. They can't remember. They can't remember what the Lord's done. Say, uh, well, I just thank you. I thank you. Um, hmm. <sighs> what did you do now? I thank you. I thank you. That's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Do you know how you will feel if you were on a hospital bed this morning? With tubes everywhere? You will give anything for anyone to give you a sheet of paper so you can write about the goodness of the Lord. You will give anything for it. You know that? You say to some people, just what did just be specific? What has the Lord done for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I know He keeps me, and that's not good enough. You, it ought to be second nature. Amen. 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 All right, so let's let's uh, let me let's let's get in a little bit into the Word of God. Can you can you can you give some time to the Word? Did you have too much talking? Like you think you might, you think like you might be sedated, feel tempted to sleep off. If you feel tempted to sleep, just walk around. But I just, I just really want you to hear this word. I'm very, I'm very passionate about it, and it's very strong in my heart, in my spirit. Amen. And I've called it Thanksgiving is right. Thanksgiving is right. Okay, let's start from Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, and let's, let's look at verse 17. Acts chapter 14 and verse 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good. Somebody say he did good. Are you guys sleeping? Acts chapter 14, 17. Nevertheless, he left himself not, he left not himself without witness 
in that he did good. Somebody say he did good. Say he has done good. He has done me well. He has been kind to me. He has been merciful to me. He has been gracious to me. He has done me good. He has done me well. In that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. The Amplified says, yet he did not neglect to leave some witness of himself. Well, I love that. He did not neglect to leave some witness of himself, for he did you good. He did you good. And he showed you kindness. My brothers and sisters, I don't want you to ever forget. I don't want you to ever take for granted. He did you good. The fact that you are sitting down here in your right mind or those... If you are joining us online, he did you good. He did you good and he showed you kindness. He showed you kindness, even when we didn't deserve it. And he gave you rains. He didn't say rain, one rain. He gave you rains from heaven. And fruitful seasons. Fruitful seasons. Satisfying your heart with nourishment. And happiness. You know, even some of the, you know, many of these little, people call it the little blessings of life. Many of these things people call little are not little at all. In, you know, in Ukraine, I, I understand, I read six million people right now are having, are affected by this power rationing because of um, this, this, uh, help me with my words, Lord, this man's evil. Yeah, I mean, you just, you went in there, you tried to take over their land, you couldn't take it, they drove you out. So now what are you going to do? Just oppress them from afar. Terrorize them. Millions of people without power. Do you know, I don't know how many of you have been without power. Maybe there's a thunderstorm or something happened and you just lost power for just a few minutes. Do you know how it feels? It's like everything is different. You are not happy. It's like, just give us power. And you start calling. You know, <laughs> I mean, you start calling. It's like you're, you can't even call. You can't get a response fast enough from, from the, the, the authorities. What's going on with my power? I don't, we don't have power. We don't have, it's just a few minutes. Do you know there are countries in the world? Oh, children. Oh, children, I pray, raise our children not to take life and the good things of life for granted. Raise them. I don't care how much you have. I don't care how wealthy you are. Raise them not to take the good things of life for granted. In fact, sometimes take those things from them so they can value it. Do you know how many children all over the world don't have food to eat? (laughs) Hallelujah. He said uh, he gave us fruitful seasons, satisfying our heart with nourishment and happiness. Hallelujah. 
I want to read this, um, that verse, just that verse 17, from the NIV and the Living Bible. I don't know if we have that. So that is Acts, Acts chapter 14, verse 17, NIV, and the Living Bible. The NIV says, yet he has not left himself without testimony. I love that very much. He has not left himself without testimony. Someone make this confession of faith with me. Say, the goodness of the Lord in my life, the mercies of the Lord in my life, the blessings of the Lord in my life are a testimony to his goodness. NIV. You say, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. In their seasons, in the right seasons. He, he provides you with plenty of food and fills your heart with joy. That's a testimony to the goodness of the Lord. Lack of food, lack of nourishment, lack of resources is not God at work at all. It's not. In nations of the world where you see, you see pictures, you see even in our own nation, homes and families and, you know, <laughs> lack of food, lack of resources is not a testimony to the goodness of the Lord at all. The, the blessing of the Lord is a testimony to his goodness. He has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. I love that so much. The Living Bible, it says, but he never left himself without a witness. Oh, hallelujah. There were always his reminders there were always his reminders. The kind things he did, such as sending you rain and good crops and giving you food and gladness. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Do you know God is interested, is invested in your happiness? There are many people who think God doesn't want them happy. They think the more spiritual they are, the sadder they should be. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true at all. Let's read that scripture, Acts chapter 14, verse 17. Please give it to us in the Amplified, if you have it. I, I know you have the Amplified. Look at it. It says, yet he did not neglect to leave some witness of himself, for he did you good and showed you kindness and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, doing what? Satisfying your heart with nourishment and what? And happiness. He did you good, satisfying your heart with nourishment and happiness. Your happiness is joy to the Lord. God is happy that you are happy. God is not happy that you are sad. God doesn't want you broken. The devil wants you broken. 
you know our, our almighty scripture in abundant life. John chapter 10 verse 10. It's the scripture on which this, this ministry is based. The thief cometh not but what? To what? To kill and what? But Jesus said, I am come that they may have what? Life and have it how? More abundantly. They are amplified said that they may have it till it overflows. Have it to the full till it overflows. Have it in abundance. Everything our Father has done for us is a witness to the fact that He is good and gracious and kind and merciful and faithful and loving to us. God's blessings in my life are a testimony of His goodness to me. If you got that supply, that job, or the house, or the car. If you got it from the devil, please don't praise God for it. Don't praise God for it. He doesn't want that praise. But if you got it from the Lord, if you know truly in your heart, it was the Lord who gave you that thing. He deserves all the praise. I like to say this. If, if, if God, he has done enough that if he never did another thing for us in our lifetime, he will still deserve all the glory. He will still deserve it. <laughs> he will still deserve it. But you don't need me to tell you that we live in an unthankful generation. Being unthankful will be more common in the latter days as we are already seeing it in our generation because people are more self-focused, self-centered, and self-consumed. The word of God tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, one of the evidences that we're living in the last days is that people will be unthankful. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, let's read that verse. If you read from, from verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times or difficult times will come. Watch this now. This is the root of all this. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unthankful, unholy. You should, you should, uh, this is at the very bottom of my notes. So let, let me read it to you the way I have it here. You should have a zero tolerance policy for ingratitude in your own life and in the lives of people around you. Zero. If ungrateful people are around you, they should be unhappy. They should not be comfortable. If ungrateful people are around you, they should not be comfortable. You should have a zero tolerance policy for ungratefulness or ingratitude in your own life and in the lives of people around you. People who are ungrateful, and you know how people can get ungrateful. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes here. But let me read this from the Amplified. Second Timothy, yeah, just give that because of time, please. 2 Timothy 3 verse 2, let's read that together. It says, for people will be lovers of self, Utterly self-centered, lovers of money, 
and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, I hope and I pray that's not you. Proud and arrogant, contemptuous boasters, they will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. I didn't put the exact translation down. It's either the NLT or the message. Just, please just give me that, that in the message where it says they are, they'll be scoffers, I think. Is it scoffers? Is it MS message? Is it? Yeah, let's, let's read this one. Uh, for people, that, well, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's it. NLT, let's read both NLT and message. <laughs> for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and, God bless you, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Give that to us in the message, please. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed. Yeah. Self-absorbed. Money-hungry. self Promoting, stock up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse. Um, Lord, have mercy on me. Um, if you know any well-to-do person, any wealthy person, any rich person, and I'm trying to be extremely careful with this message, um, but anyone who has means... However, they got blessed by those means. But if they become so self-absorbed, so self-promoting, so stuck up, profane, contemptuous, uh, I'm going to just outright say it. Pray for Elon Musk. Pray for him. Those of you who remember, pray for him. Because right now, I think he has the, he has the title... The wealthiest man in the world, I think. Pray for him. Because when, and I told you I'm very careful with what I say. But when you become so consumed, so absorbed by resources that are available to you. And you begin to feel like you can occupy the place of God in a community, in a society, in a nation, you are in trouble. Mm-hmm. You are going to get in trouble. Now, that is a very high level of wealth and having resources. But none of us here are billionaires. I pray that you become a billionaire one day. If, if you are kingdom-focused and you will use it for the kingdom, how many of you, you will use it for the kingdom if the Lord gave you a billion dollars? All right, okay. Uh, if he gives you $10, do you give some to the kingdom? That's really the bottom line. Because if you don't, then you will not give when you get a billion dollars. So most likely you will not get a billion. At least you won't get it from the Lord. What you do with $10 today shows what you will do with a million if you had it. And I hear people say, oh, if I just get a million dollars, oh, if I just, you, you probably won't. 
and you were you could the enemy the devil could give it to you society you could work hard and get it but it probably would not be a blessing but if you are a blessing and if you are if you engage if god gives you 10 dollars and you remember god then you are in a good place how many people do i know who cannot tithe They can't tithe. I'm not looking for your tithe. I'm just telling you. I'm just preaching my message. <laughs> you know, I'm just preaching my message. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, if you can't tithe, how can, you, you will not even share what you have with God. Yeah, I mean, how's has, has God going to increase you? So pray, I just said, pray for Elon Musk. As the end approaches, people are going to be self, and not only him, I'm just using him as a point of, you know, contact. I love, I love the fact that people have resources, wealth, to help people, to help nations. I haven't loved many of these billionaires now who are already kind of giving a lot of what they have away, right? Yes. Some of them are giving loads of, so I, I think recently, I'm not sure which of them said, you know, um, 90% of what I have, I'm going to give away to help help the poor, help, you know, charities and help, help, you know, feed. And I think one of them was recently did a great work in, in the continent of Africa, fighting malaria and all of this. You know, I mean, that's, that's what wealth is for. Wealth is to help the world. Wealth is to help people. Yes. Wealth is not, you know, people pray, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. But hey, they are, they are the center of their world. Every little thing God gives them is all on them. Here's my note here. Let me see. See, we... (laughs) Yeah. We live... This is it right here. I like it. We live in a me, me, me generation. That's what it is. We live in a me, me, me generation. And me, me, me... The best time to get rid of me, me, me is when people are still children, when they are very young. Help them. If children are me, 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 it's understandable because they are children. Most children say, my eye, I want my candy, I want my game, I want my clothes. You know that. All of you have raised children and who are raising, you know this. This is what children do. But how terrible it is when adults... Real adults. I mean, I've seen old people live like this. It's me, me, me. They are the center of their own world. Everything revolves. They look at everything through the prism of their own lives. That's it. And that's such a, that's such a, a sad way to live. But the Bible says that will happen in the last days. Are you guys still okay, am I? It take a few more minutes and I won't keep you long. But I told you these things are very important to my heart because some of these things are very liberating. Freedom comes from this, this message, this kind of messages. We live in a me, me, me generation. Listen to this. Not taking time to acknowledge and appreciate God and his gifts regularly. Do you do that? Do you take time regularly to acknowledge and appreciate God and his gifts in your life? Do you do that? 
Or is it never enough? No matter what God does for you, you're always you're very quick to forget. Like the psalmist said, <laughs> bless the Lord, Psalm 103 from God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefit. Do you forget? Do you often forget? You know, for many people, it's never enough. No matter what God does, they haven't even thanked him for that yet. They've gone to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, Lord, I know you did that, but, you know, what about that other one? That's that me, me, me generation thing. It's the Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Not taking time to acknowledge and appreciate others regularly. That's a problem. That's that me, 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 me generation thing. You keep giving and you keep giving and you keep giving and they just don't even stop. Thank you. Thank you for giving so much. Thank you for doing so much. Thank you for being such a blessing to my life. Thank you. Thank you for, for taking care of me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for being an instrument in the hands of God. He used you to make a way for me. Thank you. This is what living is about. But being in this me, me, me generation, we don't take time to acknowledge and appreciate others regularly. People just use people. <laughs> they just use people to climb. People are their ladders to get to the next place. They and you can always tell. You can always tell. I mean, if you, if you, if you burn the midnight oil and you, 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 you are on your knees and you cry and you moan and you groan before the Lord for, for a breakthrough that somebody needs in their lives, and as soon as they get that breakthrough, they don't even remember, that's a problem. They live like there was even no season in their lives. When they needed those things, when God came through for them, they just live like, yeah, 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 well, praise God. Yeah. I mean, it, it does not make sense. It's not the way to live. It's that me, 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 me generation thing. Always self-absorbed with the next thing. And then you come and start displaying what you got. <laughs> you think I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Because number one, I've seen more. And number two, I know the only way you will keep that thing you got is if the Lord, did I read to you Acts 13, Acts 14, 17? Like, the blessings of the Lord are a testimony of his goodness to me. And if the Lord does not keep, the Bible says, if the Lord does not watch over a city. Psalm 127. They that you stay, you say in vain you stay awake. In vain you are staying awake. Because he giveth his beloved good sleep. See, the root of every blessing is the Lord. If the Lord doesn't do it, it will not be done. It will not be done. And if we get it somewhere or the other, we are going to lose it eventually. 
Hey, why? Someone said, why do we teach the word? Why do we get around? Because we want to live. It's like they say about the United States, you know, we're, we're, we're striving towards a more perfect union, right? It's like, yeah, you, we, know, we know what the dream and the vision of the founders were and we, all of this. But we're not there, but we're closer, probably closer to it than we've ever been. And we keep moving towards it. Well, think about this. We know the vision of our father, our creator. We know what the vision of our, is that abundant life that he created in the Garden of Eden. That's his vision. And we may not be there like a, a great life, a life, a prosperous life, a life of blessing, a life of, of, of health, a life of longevity, peace, love, joy. All these things, this is, our, this is the vision of our father. And so what are we doing? We are striving to get closer and closer to the vision of our father. This is one of the reasons why we, we stay in this world. Some say what you don't know cannot eat. What you don't know can kill you quickly. Quickly. Very quickly. This is why we stay around the word. The word shapes our lives. The word teaches us. This is the way and this is not the way. The word shows us how to prosper. The word shows us how to live well. The Lord shows us how to be pleasing to God. And we will not be perfect. None of us will be perfect on this life. But you know what? As we go, we, quit, we keep tweaking based on the word. We keep tweaking. You keep finding things. You keep saying, ah, okay, I didn't get that. I'm not getting that. I have to get it right. I've got to make an adjustment there. Let me make that adjustment. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. My people, it's the word. <laughs> the only secret there is to living a good life is, is, is the word. Is the word of God. Is the word of God. Responding to the word of God. Responding to the word. Hearing it. Studying it. Reading it. Practicing it. Responding to it. And then you find you start shaping your life. You start shaping your life. Being a me, me, me generation, not taking time to acknowledge and appreciate these so-called little things of life. Do you know how many people take breath, breath, air for granted? They take air for granted. They take people for granted. Use people. Use the blessings of God only when it benefits us. And when we think we don't need it, we just... Mm, That's that me, me, me. It's unthankful. It's unthankful. Let me give you a secret. The day the Lord delivered me from the spirit of ingratitude and unthankfulness radically changed the trajectory of my life. Radically changed the trajectory of my life. Learning to be thankful for everything. Learning to be thankful. Not taking anything for granted. Not take, don't, take any, don't take a moment for granted. I know you may be bored, but I made up my mind to preach this message. I told you. So I'm not really looking at your faces. 
Because <laughs> I determined to preach this message. I know the Lord wanted me to minister this message. He gave it to me 5 a.m. in the morning. I thought we were just going to read Psalm 103. That's all. Right, Pastor Tinu? Just read Psalm 103, read the whole thing, and then ask you to get pieces of paper, write what you are thankful for, give you a few minutes, be thankful, and then dismiss the service. 5 a.m. this morning, the Lord gave me this message and said, preach this message. Preach this message. Because it can change some people's lives and it can save some people's lives. Somebody say, I'm delivered from the me, me, me generation. Say one more time, I'm delivered from the me, me, me generation. Being thankful qualifies you for the blessings of God. And one, one thing most people don't realize, being unthankful disqualifies us from God's promised blessings. And that attitude enslaves us to Satan's evil yokes and bondages. I'm going to say that to you again. Being unthankful disqualifies us from God's promised blessings and that attitude enslaves us to Satan's evil yokes and bondages. Deuteronomy 28 verses 47 and 48. Let's just put that up for me in the ample. Let's just quickly read these scriptures quickly because of time. Deuteronomy 28, 47 and 48. Let's read that from the Amplified. Deuteronomy 28, 47. Thank you. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he has blessed you. Verse 48. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord shall send against you. It's not really the Lord sending those enemies against you. Just um, current, current revelation, uh, current understanding, fuller understanding, fuller light. You have to understand everything in the scriptures goes with light. Yeah, God has power to do wrong. Yeah, not to do wrong. He has power to do what people might regard as evil or power to do what people might regard as good. But but God is good. Everything about God is good. And, and uh, there's a scripture uh, where the Bible says uh, something about Saul. When Saul, the king, walked in disobedience before God, um, there's that scripture that says, well, because of his disobedience, God sent an evil spirit to torment him. God doesn't have evil spirits to, to send anybody. But fuller understanding, light, scriptures, understanding, fuller understanding is that if God removes his hands, we suddenly become vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. That's it. It's just revelation. That's clearer revelation of the word of God now. Like you are protected. If God protects you, you are protected. You are driving in a car. You are something, no matter what, it's that covenant, you are, pro, you, no accident will kill you. Amen. Amen. Or some people say, well, you don't, you never know, you don't know. Well, you better know. Yes. You better know, you better believe that. Yes. That it is the will of God yes. for you to be protected. Yes. 
divine protection is part of the promise. It's part of the covenant. Food poisoning. It's not, it's not the covenant. You could eat this food that could kill people, but the Lord in, in his divine mercy can help quickly see to it that somehow or the other you realize, somehow or the other you get medical help or whatever, they flush that. That same poison that could have killed somebody could have destroyed their liver, destroyed their kidney, destroyed their lung. God could help do, do it in such a way that quickly, quickly is flushed out of your system and there is no remnant. Amen. Some people say, oh, you never know. Well, you better know. <laughs> you, better know. you better know. Because this is part of the covenant. His protection for you. His preservation of your life. His healing of your body. His provision. Provision for you. It's all part of the covenant. So this fuller revelation tells us, if God steps away from fulfilling his covenant with you, then the enemy, the other God, the God of this world, has access to come in and afflict you. This is full revelation. This is revelation. God has no evil spirits to torment anybody with. But if, God, if God's protection and if God's blessing is not there, God forbid your car is going blah, 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 and the devil has planned this accident is the one that is going to take you out. And he already planned it. He planned it to the T. And he did it, and he did it, and that cuts everything smashed. And that some way or the other, God will bring you out supernaturally from that wreck. Some, this is your covenant, children of God. This is your covenant. You better believe this. You better believe this. Long life is your covenant. Long life. Someone say, long life is my covenant. Say, say, long life is my covenant. You better believe this. You better believe it. Hallelujah. You have to believe it. And then, don't, don't, don't be messing with death. See, the, the, the thief, he says, John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I came that you may do what? That you may have life. So Jesus came that you may have life. He came to destroy the work of the thief. He came to destroy the work of the devil. Jesus did not come so that he can agree together with the thief and take away your life in a way that is premature. Jesus came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And you better believe that. And you better accept that. And you better embrace it and celebrate that life. Celebrate that life. Celebrate that life. Look at what it says here, verse 48. Deuteronomy 28, 47, 48. Look at what it says in verse 48. Thank you so much. There it is. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies. Why? Because you are not thankful to the Lord. You are not serving. You remember what verse 47? Let's, go, let's start again from verse 47. Let's start from verse 47. 
Because you, thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Now, let's pause here for a minute. Pause here. Because you did not serve God. And, and somewhere before I close right here, I think I have some of the ways in which we thank God. Some of the ways in which we, we glorify God and praise God for his goodness to us. So I'll, I'll, read, I'll read those two. I know my, I'm running out of time here. I've got to try to close this up. But, but listen to this for a minute. <laughs> because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Well, how, how do we serve God with joyfulness, with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things? How do we do that? We do that by becoming an expression of the goodness of the Lord and the abundance of all things that he has given us so that other people can see that and can glorify him. That's it. That's it. That if the Lord delivered you from something, for you to tell somebody about it. The Lord delivered me. I almost lost everything. But see what the Lord did. Look at what the Lord has done. It's not that now you're a millionaire. No, you may still not even have money in your bank account. But the Lord delivered you for you to tell somebody. That's how you serve him for the abundance of With joyfulness. With joyfulness and gladness of heart. When God gives you increase. Do you know how many people? This used to, I'm going to, please forgive me. Forgive me because I'm going to put this one on. Thank you. As a preacher's wife, I know you, you you have a reservoir of forgiveness for me. But, you know, some of these things, we learn from them. That's why I say them. I don't say them to make us feel, look bad. Or, but, I, you know, I say this to you. Do you know there was a time in our, life, in our lives when if God gave us increase, like we've been believing God for increase, increase. If God gave us that increase, usually, I don't know why, but we found out after a while, usually the first thing that happened every time God gave us increase was there was strife in our lives. I already asked for forgiveness. My wife, I already have reserved well forgiveness. And she can even add, but I will give you the money. <laughs> Do you know? No, seriously. And many families, I know many families deal now. We are totally delivered from that. Totally is way behind us. So I can share it. If we are still struggling, I won't tell you. <laughs> we'll just keep struggling with it until we are delivered. Then I'll come and tell you after we are delivered. But while we are struggling, we are out. any of those things I tell you, it's not, we're not struggling with it anymore. We're already out. We're way beyond it. Praise God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But it's true. There's a time when any, at God brought, we prayed, we prayed. Then suddenly addition came. Then all hell will break loose. And it's not the devil bringing this hell. It's us. No, seriously. We fight over how do we use the increase? What should we apply the increase to? Well, then one person say, I planned a long time that I want to do this. The other person will say, Well, I've been believing God that I'm going. Do you know? No, seriously. Seriously. This is how many times 
in many families, in many homes, they cannot serve God with joyfulness, with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. They can't do it. <laughs> we started our lives, we didn't even have a car. We did not even have a car. I mean, I tell you one time, my wife was pregnant with our daughter, fell off from a motorbike machine that we paid, Okada, going to wherever she was going. Fell off with that pregnant. We didn't even have a car. Finally, God gave us a car. It was not really a great car, blah, blah, but it was a good car. It served our needs. And I know, as happy as we were, there were times when, how do we use that car? Sometimes created strife. Then, the Lord took us from having, you know, one old car to giving us a better car. And now that the car is a better car, he brought his own strife. Then there was a time when the Lord took us from one good car to two good cars, and that brought his own strife. Like, so who owns the better car? (laughs) I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. A lot of families deal with this stuff. You cannot serve God with joyfulness, with gladness of heart for the abundance of all because of these things I'm telling you. And then you go on and on and on and on like that. But the moment God becomes the center of everything, my friends, it's God's car. Let God drive it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Which one do you want to drive today? Honey, you want to drive that? Drive that one. Anyone you want to drive is God's car. Strife is forever gone. Somebody say strife is forever. So what do you do now? We glorify God for the abundance of all things. That's it. No more strife. No more fighting. And guess what? God has number one say. God has number one say. One of our precious sisters during uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, stepped up to me, and God bless our ministers who gave us so many gifts. And, but this person walked up to me and gave me $1,000 and blessed it and thanked God and put it away. I just put it away and forgot about it. And uh, we had a lot of different things we needed to do recently that required a lot of resources. And we got resources from different places. And the Lord just kept telling me, do not use that $1,000. Don't touch it. Don't use it. All right? So use other things on this one. And I've just been carrying that $1,000 around with me. Because the Lord said, don't use it. Don't use it. And this morning, as soon as I arrived here, and Pastor Tinu was ministering during the offering, the Lord said, give me the first 200 from that 1,000. I had it. I just pulled out my wallet, counted the $200, and gave it to her. We're giving Thanksgiving offering. She didn't announce Thanksgiving offering. She's already given her tithe, right? We've given tithe. We've done offering. The Lord said, right here, right here, as soon as I arrived, give me. I did not even remember this money. And right there, I counted it. 
Now, of course, I always knew I was carrying this money around. But, I mean, give $200, we could have written a check. We have the money in our account. But the Lord said, that money, that 1000 give me out of that $1,000, Do you know how many believers would have stopped praising God the moment they hear they will stop dancing? <laughs> you know, you know something happened. <laughs> you know, the moment they stop dancing during praise and worship is money. There's something to do with money. It's money. It's always money. When I see people during praise and worship and they are dancing and they are happy and all, and then suddenly they stop and they start squeezing their. I know there's money. It's a money. It's money. It's a money problem. It's a money problem, right? It's a money problem. It is being unthankful. Where did the $1,000 come from? Did I work from, for it? Did I ask for it? Did I pray for, for it? So if the Lord came and said, give me the $1,000, what should I have done? Just be rejoicing and give it. Knowing, knowing that maybe he has, there's $10,000. Somebody's about to give me 10000 I know. This is how it works. You thank God for the abundance of all things. Thank God for the abundance of all things. Don't, don't, and that means you put God first. It's not your shoes first. There's the time coming for your shoes. There's the time coming for children's shoes. There's the time coming for new tires for your car. There's the time coming for, but God first. Listen to me, many of you. Listen to me. Money is the reason you can't get over the hump in your covenant with God. Money. That money has held you in bondage. Money is supposed to serve you, but you serve it. If God says, I want you to do this with money, immediately something within you freezes up. Why? Because money is your boss. You are supposed to be the boss. You should command that money. I say, go there and do that. Go there and do that. Go there. But money is your boss. Money says, go there and do that. And you go and do it. Money says, go there and do that one. You go do it. You can't get over the hump in your covenant. But today you are listening to this message. Many of you are receiving deliverance supernaturally. Something is breaking out of your life supernaturally as you're hearing this message. You will never, ever know lack again in your life forever. From this moment onwards, once you make the switch, once you make the change, once you turn things around and you begin to put the covenant where the covenant ought to be, from this moment, you will never know lack again. Ever, ever. Let's close. Giving thanks is right. And is the right thing to do always. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Give, give that to me in the Amplified, please. Giving thanks is right. And is the right thing to do always. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 in the Amplified. Thank you. In the Amplified. Thank God. I love it. Thank God in 
everything. No matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful. And give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. Who are in Christ Jesus. The revealer. And mediator. Of that will. I want to stop here. This is like half of. Half of my notes and half of where I was supposed to go. God bless you there. Uh, but I want to stop. I think it's a good place to stop. I want to give people just a couple of minutes here. I want you to be thankful. I want us to minister to the Lord with thankfulness. Wherever you are hearing me, under the sound of my voice, whether you are here in this room or you are somewhere joining us online, I want you to take a few minutes now. This is like half of half of what I had to minister, but I, I'm going to stop right here. I sense like, you know, everything that needed to be said in this service has been said. I, I want you to stand to your feet, please, wherever you are. And uh, I, I don't know if you did make some notes. I don't know if you made mental notes of, like Pastor Tinu said earlier, list the things that you want to thank God for. I don't know what. I don't know what you've done. But I want you to make your thanksgiving intentional right now. I want you to serve God with gladness for the abundance of all things. Wherever you are, I want you to, from the bottom of your heart, I want you to give God your highest praise. It doesn't have to be a shout. It doesn't have to be a scream. It doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Any way you are comfortable. But I want you to have this, either you, it's a mental note that you've made or you've actually deliberately put some things down. I want you right now to begin to step by step, line by line, precept upon precept. I want you to begin to verbalize and I want you to begin to articulate what you are thankful to the Lord for today. I don't want you to say something like, thank you Lord for blessing me. Yes, we know he blessed you. What is that blessing? I want you to count these blessings. If you are thankful that you are alive, that's a good place to start. Thank you Lord for keeping me alive. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Where would I be without your mercy? I would have been long dead and long forgotten. The reason I'm still here in the land of the living is because of your mercy. It's because you have been gracious to me. You have been kind to me. And today, I want to return all glory. I want to return all praise to you. Saints, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get going. I'm trying to help you, but even from within you, you already know what you want to do. You already know what you want to do. You know. You know what the Lord has done for you. You, you know where he brought you from. You, you know how you got to where you are today. You know how you arrived at this point. 
you don't need me to preach to you about that. You know it's the goodness and the mercy of God that has brought you to that point. You know it's the goodness and the mercy of God that has brought you to that point. I want you to articulate your thanks to him. I want you to articulate your gratitude. I want you to articulate your thanksgiving. I want you to articulate it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 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 What are you thanking him for? Go ahead. From the bottom of your heart, go ahead and do it. Those of you that are online with us today, don't be a silent listener. I want you to participate in this. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You have been good to me. Lord, I thank you. You have been good to me. Lord, I thank you. You have been good to me. Lord, I thank you. You have been good to me. Lord, I thank you. You have been good to me. You have been good to me. Your blessings to my life, your blessings in my life are a testimony of your goodness to me. Your blessings in my life are a testimony of your goodness to me. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, I magnify you. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I lift you up. I adore you. I exalt you. I thank you. I thank you. Come on, we're not about to stop. I want you to thank him some more. Thank him for the good people he has put around you. Thank him for the benefit of life. Thank him for the breath in your lungs. Thank him that you have your eyes and you have your ears and you have your nose and you have your mouth and you can eat and your digestive system works and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. For your liver, your kidney, your lungs. Thank him for your heart. Thank him for every good thing. Thank him. Thank him for clothing you. Thank him for, for putting shoes on your foot. Thank, thank him for putting a roof over your head. Thank him. Thank him. For the good people that he surrounded you with. Those who love you. Those who care for you. Those who, those who, those who protect you. Those who look out for you. Thank him. Thank him, come on. Thank him. He deserves the glory. If he never did another thing for us, if he never did another good thing for us, he deserves the glory. He deserves the glory. He deserves the glory. If he never did another good thing for us, he deserves the glory. If he never did another good thing for us, he deserves the glory. Go ahead, somebody help me thank him. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. There is a witness in my heart before I close. So many of God's people have a tendency to focus on what they don't have. The root of thanksgiving, even when it is a sacrifice of thanksgiving, that means you are thanking God in advance for something you don't have yet. The root of thanksgiving is always what you possess. It's always a focus on what you possess. What you don't possess, what you don't have, is a distraction that the enemy seeks to use to stop you from giving God the thanks that he deserves. So that if he can stop you from doing that, then you will never get what you desire. But if with your whole heart you can become extremely thankful and grateful for everything that you have, then the heavens will constantly break out over your life with rains in due season. So many people have come very close to having their dreams fulfilled. And Satan has introduced the distraction of what they do not have. And by so doing, aborted the fulfillment of the seed that God gave them. I want you today to make a wholehearted commitment like they did in the Old Testament. When they went before the altar, they took their basket of food, basket of yam, basket of rice, basket of the different things. And based on the basket that they had at the altar, they offered thanksgiving. Even in the case of the woman Hannah and people like that in the Old Testament who will make a vow to the Lord as thanksgiving for something they were believing for, a lot of times their focus was on what they currently possess. They possess a relationship with a covenant-keeping God. And because of that, freely, freely, they could give him unbridled praise. 
before I close this service, wherever you are, I want you to focus strongly on what you have. And based on what you have, I want you to begin to thank God and give him unbridled praise. I don't want you to think about one thing you don't have. I want you to focus strongly on what you have and begin to give God unbridled praise for everything that he is and everything that he has done. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you all our praise, all our praise. All our praise, all our praise. We do not hold anything back. We do not hold anything back. We give you all our praise. 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 The Lord, my increaser. We give you all our praise. We give you all our praise. In life. Oh, my elevator. We give you all our praise. And We give you all our praise. My promoter. My king. My elevator. Oh, my host. We give you all our praise. 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 Chains are broken here. Chains are broken. Chains are broken. Chains are broken. He's breaking the chains. He's breaking the chains. Through our praise, through our thanksgiving, he's breaking the chains. He's breaking the chains. There's deliverance. There's deliverance. There's elevation. There's elevation. Deliverance from oppression. Deliverance from oppression. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you all, when you get home, when you find some time this week, I want you to meditate on Psalms 107. Somewhere in there, he said... uh, Oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He said somewhere there, Oh, that they may offer unto God the sacrifices of thanksgiving. He says somewhere there, For he has broken the gates of brass and he has torn the bars of iron in sunder. Thank 
thanksgiving a spirit of gratitude will elevate you to a realm of existence where you can know the highest freedom possible the highest freedom possible where he can break the bars of iron and break the chains of the enemy and open the heavenlies over you not just with one category of rain but several rains in different seasons that's what he said rains rains not just one rain rains in multiple seasons ha I pray that you will know this God who can rain multiple rains in multiple seasons. I pray that you can know this God who is not limited by the circumstances of life. There is no recession, no austerity in heaven. He does not know recession. He does not know recession. Thanksgiving can bring you there. So keep on praising him. Keep on thanking him. With every breath that you take, thank him. Praise him. Praise him. When you are praising him so long and you feel tired, get up and praise him some more. Get up and praise him some more. And the Lord will do wonders in your life. The Lord will do wonders in your life. In just a few months from now, you will not recognize yourself. People will not recognize you. They will look at you and say, are you the same person? And you say, yes. All you are seeing is the wonders of God on my life. It's the wonders of God on my life. It's the wonders of God on my life. That will be you. That will be you. We will sing new songs for you. We will write new melodies for you. That will be you. The sons and the daughters of men will gather together. They will play the songs of music. Harps and cymbals and timbrels. And they will dance a new song celebrating the goodness of God in your life. That will be you. Shortly, that will be you. 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 Double honor is coming into your household. For your shame, you shall receive double honor. Double prosperity is coming your way. Double prosperity, double increase, double healing. Shataha kasita. Kibradi shataha. The fullness of the blessing combined with new horizon coming in your way. Shita lakabasataha. 
like a lion's whelp, you will leap out of your current estate. You will leap into the place of glory that God has ordained for you. Satisfying favor, satisfying blessings of life, the oil of gladness that drips like honey from the heavens. Water out of the rock, honey out of the rock, impossible out of impossible, impossible out of impossible, wonders without number you will experience. That will be you. Just keep on praising him. Just keep on thanking him. That will be you. That will be you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord, Jesus. Oh, come on, help me praise him, somebody in this house. Help me give him praise. Come on, somebody. Come on, you can do better. Help me give him some praise in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.